Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pitam, a creator and entrepreneur. And I'm Daniela Alexandra, a stylist and content creator. And we are In, In Case, Case You, you Haven't, Haven't Heard Podcast. Podcast. We're giving you the behind the scenes and an inside scoop of what really goes down so you know exactly what the fuck is going on. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of In Case You Haven't Heard. And if you're new here, welcome to the pod. If this is the first time listening, my name is Danielle and this is my beautiful co-host, Christina. Thank you for that introduction, (laughs) Danielle. Someone's in a good mood today. Is the weather good over there? uh, (laughs) No. (laughs) I feel like at the beginning of the pod, we always talk about weather and I always laugh because it's like, oh, the weather's great outside. But no, it's not. I'm just, it's Friday. It is Friday. And I'm happy. It's Friday and I might break my sober streak to have a glass of wine with my uncle and my aunt. How do we feel? I was just, I was just waiting (laughs) for that to happen. Oh, I'm going to have a sober November. Okay. Well, okay. So I was, that's why I was like, that's why last week I was like, oh, we better have check-ins. Oh, we better have updates. Yeah. Or two weeks ago, was it? Um, but yeah, I've been doing it for a bit, but since coming to Spain, so actually quick little rundown for you guys. I came to Spain to be with my family just for some family personal issues or not issues, just personal situation, but we are in lockdown in London anyway. So it kind of worked out with the timing. My intention was to go into sober November, not drinking specifically in London because of the binge drinking that I do while I'm there on the weekends. Even though we're in lockdown, it doesn't make us refrain from binge drinking necessarily. So it's like more like not being hungover, not consuming tons of calories, like extra calories that are literally liquid and not good for you. When I came here, like at lunch, every lunch, when we have a family lunch with everyone, we drink wine. And I was saying like, no, no, no. And then I caved one day. Well, I was, my mom's like, if I pour it for you, will you drink it? I'm like, let me really think about this. And I was like, you know what? It's a different circumstance than what I planned. It's fine. So I had that, I had a glass of wine a couple of days ago at lunch. And then today I feel like I'm probably going to have a glass of wine at dinner. So full disclosure. I feel like as long as you're in moderation, like if that was your goal for the month and you're cutting down even half as much as you usually do, I think that's a success in and of itself. Yes, thank you. That's how I'm thinking about it as well. <laughs> I'm glad. So today we have an exciting episode. We want to kind of get into it right away because it'll probably be a long, fun conversation with a couple friends of mine. 
we've talked about relationships in the past and this was a really interesting one that we thought you guys would love to hear about. It's a working relationship. Both Delaney and Clayton work together. They live together, their boyfriend, girlfriend. And we thought that their dynamic was really interesting and we wanted to kind of unpack it and get the lowdown on how it actually is living, playing, being with someone, working with someone. So we really just dive into that during this episode. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know who Delaney Childs is, she is a huge content creator herself and her boyfriend Clayton is her right hand man or right hand. Yeah. Right hand man. Right. Right hand man. Yeah. Yeah. Right hand man. Um, and initially they started working their own jobs. They've been together for about seven years, I think. But lo and behold, as Delaney grew her empire, we could call it, um, Clayton kind of started to help her out with it. And now they're just like the most phenomenal power couple. Um, I know them personally, but I also just love watching them on stories. They are so active. Every day you have an update on what's going on in their day in the life. So I think it's going to be a really interesting episode. Yeah, to unpack, like you said, Danielle. And we'll get right into it for you guys. But before we get started, as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate us five stars because we love you. We love you. So just love us back. We just want your love. (laughs) All right, guys. So we now have Delaney and Clayton on the podcast. So we will start with why don't you first introduce yourself, Delaney, and then we'll move on to you, Clayton. Okay, cool. So I'm Delaney and I am a fashion and lifestyle blogger. We live in Southern California and I don't know what else to say about myself. You're awesome. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Sorry, that's boyfriend, uh, boyfriend's point of view. Um, And I'm Clayton and I'm a mechanical engineer turned full-time Instagram boyfriend. Love that. That is the most appropriate title. Amongst other things, though, guys, which you'll soon find out. So how did you guys meet? I know your story, but please do share. I know you you just celebrated seven years, was it? Seven years, yeah. Yeah, so we met in college. We were actually neighbors, and we were in our heyday of partying. Yeah, full-time party animals. Yes, so we were both always throwing parties at our houses, and then we were going over to each other's parties, and we kind of had a mutual friend group, and we just hit it off, and we we partied together. We went through that phase together, and then we turned into grandma and grandpa together. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I had my eyes set on Delaney for probably about a year and a half or so. Is that right? I was trying to track her down. I couldn't get I couldn't get a grip on her for the longest time. And I finally finally uh, bumped shoulders with her. Is that why you moved to that house? That's why I moved to that house. No, I'm just kidding. That was that was coincidence and then that's how it all kind of That was fate. Yeah. So friends turned lovers, I guess, slash everything else. Well, no, we had mutual friends, but yeah. we were never just like friends. When we first met, we kind of just hit it off immediately. Yeah. And oh, okay. We were inseparable from like the first week we started actually like talking to each other. Yeah, but we we have always had like a very friendly relationship. Like I feel like ever since we started hanging out, we were like best friends. Like we yeah. were just like partying together and honestly like, throwing out together. Like we would both wear Clayton's clothes and just be super bro-y, I feel like. So it was like instant best friends, which I feel like some relationships like turns into best friends later and starts off like really romantic or something. But we were just like always kind of best friends. We were on that best friend track. Okay. Immediately. So best friends and hooking up basically. So always hooking up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And at that time, Delaney, were you starting the Instagram world or how did coming from different backgrounds, how did you then make the transition between like boyfriend, girlfriend, romantic to the decision to working together? So at the time of meeting, I didn't even probably know what a blogger was. So I grew up in Reno and that's where we went to college and it's a pretty small town. This was 2013. Yeah. So Instagram was only about two years old at that point, three years old or so. Yeah. So like it wasn't full influencer world then. Yeah. You, was, you were following a couple bloggers back then. So you kind of had like I used like to follow little, beauty bloggers. Yeah. So yeah, there was no, there was no idea of that really. And then when we graduated college, I knew that we would be moving away from Reno. And I was like, oh, this is my chance to like not care what anyone thinks and get out of a small town. And I really like visual things and I like being creative and I love fashion and I want to share that. So I just decided I'm going to start a blog. So I went and I went to Best Buy. I bought a fancy camera. I brought it home to Clayton and I said, you need to learn how to use this camera because I'm becoming a blogger. literally what happened so you had no choice at that point i had no choice i was probably getting home from studying for an exam because she graduated six months before me so i was getting home from studying and then i got home and i had a new new uh, piece of equipment to study and a new hobby (laughs) yeah and a new hobby yeah but he was always a really good sport about it and always really supportive and he's just like okay like let's figure it out like this is how it works like i'm gonna watch some youtube videos on how to take photos and just always been super um involved and supportive and willing that's awesome how did you decide on your niche delaney just like from the get-go because you said you like loved beauty influencers when you kind of started here about blogging did you kind of know you wanted to get into that right away or did it kind of develop into like being primarily beauty and fashion down the line Yeah, so I knew I've always, I've kind of had like an issue of having too many interests and too many passions that I sometimes don't know where to go because I'm like, everything sounds amazing. Like I want to do it all. So when I first started, I was like, I want to share cooking. I want to share decor. I want to share fashion, beauty, everything. Um, And then I kind of realized that it was a little bit overwhelming. And I was like, I think I should go with my strongest suit first and build that out and then start adding in all the other things which eventually I have gotten to pretty much all of those categories but I would say that fashion has always been like my top dog um, yeah. and I considered going to fashion school I wanted to be a fashion designer I've always dressed myself since I was like three years old so I was like I'm gonna go with that instinct and focus primarily on fashion but eventually branch out to everything. Was there a tipping point in the development, I guess, of of yourself, Delaney, online that Clayton, you decided, okay, now I'm going to step in as more of like a career or take this hobby to the next mm-hmm. level? Or did it kind of just organically grow over time? Definitely organically grew. I mean, so from the start, like she handed me the camera and then we worked on it together pretty much all the way until today. And, but it was, uh, you know, we didn't have a uh, this in mind to become our job ever, especially at the beginning. Like it wasn't, that wasn't the plan. It was literally just like her creative outlet. And then it was only, it was only like eight months in that you decided to leave your uh, desk job. And so then, so at that point I knew she was taking it super serious and it wasn't fruitful at that point in time, but she was diving in and just going for it. 
but over time it just started to build up, build up, build up. And, you know, we kind of started setting goals and, and it, it turned into me being able to, yeah, leave my job. Yeah. And there was a point where we kind of set the goal where yeah. we were just like, okay, we now understand and realize this is actually a career path, which we didn't know at the beginning. And then we set the goal, like, I want this to be both of our careers. Like we yeah. want to spend as much time together as possible. Don't want you spending, you know, 40, 50 hours at an office and then commuting. Um, and so yeah. there was a point in time where it kind of clicked to us that this is a career. And then we were like, we need to find a way to be successful enough in this that it can be both of our careers so we can be together all the time. Yeah. It, it was kind of difficult having the, it's almost like two, I was living in two different worlds and like she was living in two different worlds until she left her job because being an engineer working at a desk and then leaving to like run this influencer world are like two completely different realities almost and like worlds especially so it was kind of difficult balancing the two so once the influencing uh influencing was growing we knew that at a certain point i was going to have to leave my job to to make it continue yeah i mean it's really nice i mean again how supportive you've been throughout the entire process so i mean starting just as the cameraman obviously now the relationship has progressed the working relationship has progressed <laughs> What are the roles? Because I can assume that there has to be designated roles if you guys are able to work so well collaboratively together. Yeah, so obviously there's a lot of things in this job that nobody can do except for me, which makes it, um, it's just like, it's a lot. I mean, I wish there was things that I could delegate, but like only I can pick out my clothes, only I can style my clothes, only I can get ready, only I can be in the photos, only I do can record stories. the videos, only I can do my stories. So like a lot of things have to be done by me. So kind of how we've broken it up is finding the few things that can be delegated and passing them off to Clayton. Yeah. So I don't have to edit my videos. And he has fully stepped in mm -hmm. as a video editor, mm -hmm. does a great job. He also helps me with like creative direction sometimes because it can be really exhausting to constantly come up with like a cute outfit, a cute photo idea, a cute story idea. Oh, and don't like we know. All these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he throws in some that. ideas that are super helpful and really good. Um, and then... Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. We have debated getting a wig for myself and me stepping in and, a double. and doing some stories from time to time. Yeah, get those back shots, you know. So we debated with that a little bit. But uh, no, I, you know, I'm almost, you know, I'm like a modern house dad in a sense, but we don't have any pets or kids. Delaney is the face. She does all the, you know, she's the breadwinner in a sense. I help with all the back end stuff. I, we call myself the warehouse manager because we get so many boxes that like somebody literally has to manage the incoming product and where it goes and setting it all up and getting ready to shoot. So I do like all the back end stuff mm -hmm. and, and kind of what like the old school housewife would almost do in a sense. And I'm very upfront and honest with that. I mean, like there's no way you could have a nice household and run this company without somebody doing all of the chores or not yeah. all the chores, but you know, doing a lot of stuff around the house. So like yeah. I do a lot of that stuff as well as editing and yeah. He uh, also does and, all of the accounting and yeah, all the accounting, like that all that, because all that kind of stuff. That's like a huge, um, 
a headache for me. Like I'm not a numbers girl. I don't do math or anything. And that is something that I can delegate. Like I don't Mm -hmm. have to spend a couple hours going through invoicing and everything and he can do that. So it, it has worked itself out. But at the beginning, when he first left his job, it was a little hard to figure out like our new systems because I was used to doing more and then I didn't know how to like give it over to him. And you know, then there was just, adjusting to like okay well i have to go film 17 videos today so yeah. can you do the laundry and then it's like okay i guess so like yeah. but it works it works listening to you guys talk about it it seems like your partnership is so strong and for you delaney it's good that you have that creative capability to like only be in the creative lane because sometimes when you have to do all of the housekeeping managing emailing organizing, accounting, like it can clog the creative process. So I think like for you having the ability to focus on that one thing is really impactful to your content creation and like shows in a positive way. And then also for you on the back end, Clayton, like it's so great to have someone that no one cares about your work more than you do as like you know, a creator or a business owner or a company, but having someone by your side that you can trust 100% and not be like a manager or an agency that might have an agenda or, you know, you might have some doubts, like you have 100% trust that Clayton has your best interest. So I feel like that's ideal. Like that's what you want in a partnership. I also have a seven year relationship and I cannot imagine working with my boyfriend. So like listening (laughs) to you guys talk about it, it's, it's so great for me to hear because I can kind of like see myself in a relationship for seven years, but like totally on the opposite end of things. Like our careers have nothing to do with each other. And like, I cannot imagine working with him. So it's great to see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but what's also nice too, is that Clayton does come to the forefront here and there. And I think your audience loves it Delaney. I know I do. Um, so would you want to speak on maybe some of the fun unboxing videos and other things like that, that you've kind of gotten into and like did it start organically and then you're like okay let's keep this up or like just fill us in yeah so I mean the the truth of it is Clayton is kind of a ham (laughs) he is also just so freaking likable I honestly have never met a person that doesn't like Clayton so it's really fun and easy to just throw him in the mix because what's not to like like he's so unarming and sweet and you know people just like him and he's funny so it's it's organic to just share us together and like our dynamic and our relationship so that's what we did and people just latched onto it because this guy is just so freaking likable thank you (laughs) it's true (laughs) i was just gonna say i mean we just we try our best just to be ourselves so like what we show on stories is literally just like pretty much how we act so I don't like to put on a show or anything. It's just, You're just, it's, just guy. <laughs> it's great, honestly. <laughs> and I think Delaney gets a little tired of it sometimes. No, I don't. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, we just have fun. Yeah. Do you have a clear separation between like personal life and your work life, or is it so integrated into your daily lives that it it's not separated at all, and you don't have those finite lines? Yeah, just to give an example, like, do you say at 5 p.m., okay, we're shutting things off, like, no more talk about any work-related stuff or any sort of boundaries like that? No, we don't. I mean, this this, uh, industry is so integrated into your life, like, if you let it. And so, like, we vlog, we story, like, daily. 
So we are constantly letting people into our life and have the cameras on like a lot of the times. My favorite is like 9 p.m. and Delaney says, let's have a meeting. <laughs> those, are, those are those are my favorite times of the week. I love those ones. <laughs> I wish I wish there was a cutoff, but there never is. It could be nine, ten o'clock, and it's time for a meeting. But it, it it's what will help us get through the next day. So we always just kind of have to be ready to you know, hey, let's sit down and look at what we have to do tomorrow, whether it's nine o'clock or seven a.m. the next morning. It's just yeah, it's just all so integrated that I it's hard to like, step away. Yeah, I think that it's kind of a perspective thing for me, and I can either think of it as my life is my work or my work is my life and I choose to think of it as this is my life and it happens to be my work which is a huge blessing and I'm so grateful for that instead of like why is all I do work like it's just that my job is to share my life so you know that's a blessing to me and it does make it very muddled and I will be the first to say there's not a ton of balance, but mm-hmm. um, I'm still really grateful for just the flexibility of it and the creativity and everything. And I wouldn't change it for anything. So it is, it's not balanced at all, but it's working. It's working. Yeah. I mean, I guess the answer to the question, do you shut it off would be no, not really. Or would you say like you do have moments where you take time away to kind of reflect and just do your own thing? Yeah. So actually recently, like maybe was it a couple months ago, a few months ago, we started, we noticed, I mean, through quarantine, it was just like, oh my gosh, we're just going to work because that was like all we can do. We just were working from home nonstop. And then over the last couple months, though, we like noticed that we weren't putting the phone down or like not, not putting the phone down, but just like not checking out ever, like taking time for ourselves. So we were doing, what were we calling it? The weekly, uh, Oh, weekly wellness, weekly wellness. We're like, uh, once a week, we would go take a couple hours, whether it was going to the beach or going surfing or something like that. So we would go do that. And now we have an e-bike that we've been going on quite a bit. So like we have like little like half hours, hours, you know, pretty much throughout every day yeah. where we take a little break. And then I've recently started giving myself a break once in a while. I'll just take the day off of stories because stories is a very demanding part of the job to just constantly be sharing in real time every day so giving myself like a Saturday off here and there where I just don't do stories is actually huge for me I'll still post on my feed I'll still answer comments and dms and uh, youtube comments and everything so I'm not completely checked out but it is a huge pressure lifted off of me so kind of just finding little things like that that work in our lifestyle Okay, so getting into your routine. So I know you very much prioritize like lifestyle and health and wellness as well. And obviously to stay organized and all of that, you need to be on top of that. So along with working together and being in a romantic relationship, you guys also have your morning routine sorted out and very much in line and workouts very much in line. So why don't you talk to us a bit about a little bit about that. Maybe your morning routine, Delaney, is different than yours, Clayton. I know I've seen yours on social media, but I don't know your step-by-step, Clayton. And then, yeah, on to, on to the working out part. So I would say I am much more structured than Clayton. And I don't even know if you have a morning routine, do you? I got two steps. <laughs> I have two steps in my morning routine. 
I'm a I, simple, I'm, I'm much, much more simple here. Yeah, I try to convert clean to my morning routine and I'm like, okay, we're gonna journal and then we're gonna meditate yeah. and then we're gonna drink this and then we're gonna go on a walk, whatever. But he is not as structured as me. So I kind of do my own thing more in the morning, but we still do things together. So I have a couple of rituals, I would say that I do um, that are mostly like spiritual and self-help. Like I like to journal and manifest in the morning and just have some quiet time away from my phone and then um, my favorite thing to do is go on walks so we actually do that together I drag clean yeah. out the door I'm always like can we go on a walk can we go on a walk like I'm basically Every like morning, having a puppy I'm like ready to like hit the computers like most of the time I like want to like get to work because I'm just like we have so much to do but she's always like let's we gotta walk, get a walk. Let's we walk. just gotta get a walk and um, it's good it's yeah really good. and then we do work out together yes. usually about three times a week mm -hmm. and we do that with a trainer over zoom just because he makes us work out so much harder than we would ourselves and it's just very helpful and we love like seeing him he's such a happy bright soul and we love supporting him during this time as well obviously um things like gyms are not open so it's kind of just a a full circle nice thing in our quarantine routine and then yeah other little things we just try to keep up on in the morning like getting the water intake and you know yeah. skincare and everything like that but yeah that's kind of my that's yours angle what's going on with you well i i was participating in the journaling for a little bit i've fallen off since mm -hmm. we've moved i haven't I, I need to get back into it i really like journaling that's really good but my routine is make the bed and uh, make coffee. Make and your tea. stinky coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and then go for the walk. And then go for the walk. Yeah. Yeah. And change. Change. I'm not walking in pajamas. So. <laughs> you guys also went vegan a little, well, plant-focused a little while back. Mm -hmm. Talk about how you did that, the transition. And it's also great that you guys are doing that together. Um, I can only imagine it makes it a lot easier as well totally yeah so we actually started eating plant-based when we were in college right about the same time she handed me the camera yeah it was all just coming together yeah. um so we actually watched cowspiracy the documentary on netflix and we consider ourselves to be people who care about the environment so after educating ourselves on the impact of eating meat on the environment we felt that you know, that was a sacrifice that we wanted to make to alter our dietary restrictions for the planet, basically. Yeah. And the thing is, we are plant-based. We're not fully vegan, so we do still have some leather goods and everything. And we understand that there is a bunch of environmental impacts on the planet that aren't um, just due to your diet so our thing is just that was a sacrifice and a lifestyle that we felt worked personally for us to help our footprint so to speak on the planet so um that's kind of like where we look at it and mm -hmm. where we get our motivation for yeah. it and that was like four years ago over four years ago yeah so we've we've just loved it ever since we've done it we've loved learning how to cook um, yeah. new creative meals we love the way it makes us feel we love the emotional connection that we have to it but we also understand that like different things work for different people so we never believe in telling other people how they should eat 
how they should love, how they should live, anything. So yeah. this is just what works for us personally. And we don't judge anyone who does anything no. differently. So like friends, family, whatever. Yeah, we also, we eat a little fish too. Um, so we're not like extremely strict. We don't eat dairy or any of that stuff or meat at all, but we have fish like. And we never cook fish. A couple times a month. We'll maybe. only like get it out when it's, you know, inconvenient to get something vegan yeah. pretty much. And I think that just goes back to our point where like, we don't want to judge anybody or make the, anybody feel like they should eat a certain type of way, nor do we want to make ourselves always feel like that either. Just do what works like, for you. Like just do what works for us. And don't, you know, judge yourself. Don't, don't, over, judge don't overthink it. And if you feel good, do it. And talk more about your decision to eliminate alcohol from your lifestyle. Because you had mentioned, you know, when you were in college, you were partiers, you went mm -hmm. out. And now, if I'm not mistaken, you guys are totally clean. You do not drink any alcohol. Talk For about the most that decision. Part. For the most yeah. part. Yeah. So okay. we, so. Um, we're not sober. We're not sober. We have gone in periods of like not drinking at all. Like I think in that, in a YouTube video, I think when we filmed that, I meant to rewatch that recently because people have been commenting on it lately. Mm -hmm. But I think at that point I hadn't, I hadn't drinking personally for like a year or so. something. Yeah. And that was just not even like, I didn't even think of it. It was just subconsciously like continue to just turn down drinks. But uh, back to, back to the point here, we drink a little bit. We've had spurts where we don't drink at all but we still drink a little bit and we were extreme partiers in college and I think it just all kind of caught up to us and yeah. like the hangovers got worse and I would say our relationship with alcohol has just developed into something different than it used to be yeah. and like our understanding of it and our understanding of kind of the way it makes us feel and the way it fits into our lifestyle so like I mentioned before, I'm obsessed with productivity and uh, we're also like focused on wellness and all these things. So we just became more aware of the way that alcohol made us feel and that it wasn't really in line with some of our goals and our values for like our everyday life. But by no means are we like completely sober yeah. and we don't judge anyone who drinks either. Like we don't hate alcohol or anything like that. And when we feel like having a drink, we'll have a drink, you know, if yeah. we're celebrating, if we're with friends, if we're just like, wow, 2020 sucks. I need a freaking <laughs> beer. You know, it's just whatever works for us in yeah. the moment. So it's, it's a fluid relationship yeah. um, but it is a little bit different than the average person I would yeah. say. Yeah I think we definitely started tailing back like as work started picking up like we had no time for being hung over and the hangovers were coming very easily like after a drink wake up the next day like hung over and that just was not working with our schedule and that was when I think I started turning down a lot of drinks because I knew the next morning that Saturday morning we were gonna have to wake up and go work so it was just kind of like okay, I can't do that. And then, so it was just, uh, it was just kind of a progression of kind of going away from it a little bit. We wanted to transition into spirituality manifesting because you did say you like to journal Delaney. Do you have a relationship with, you know, spirituality or manifesting and what's, what is your relationship if you have one with it? And then we would love to hear from you as well, Clayton, if that's something that you also participate in yeah so um i would say that my relationship with spirituality started when i was born because my mom is an extremely spiritual person so my mom is actually a medium 
and growing up she taught us all about energy and angels and natural healing and just anything that was kind of out there probably was not that weird in my household growing up so you know even when we were sick she would give us like homeopathic medicine or she would create like flower essence for us and we would have rituals like every season to bring in the new season and bring in positive energy and all these things So it was definitely something that I've been accustomed to my whole life, which made it a natural fit for me to have an interest in. And I started reading books on like positive thinking and manifesting and spirituality and self-improvement probably when I was like maybe like 12 years old. So I've kind of just been into that whole genre of things for most of my life and I've taken like a natural personal interest in it um, even beyond like my upbringing and my mom so particularly with manifesting and positive thinking I have a huge interest in those so just from reading books and practicing it and believing in it and being drawn to it is kind of where it all stems for me and it's just a part of not only my everyday life but also just who I am. Yeah, and that wore off on me quite a bit. I wasn't so much spiritual until I met Delaney and her family, or her mom specifically, and I've totally leaned into everything that Delaney shares with me and her mom shares with me. And then for like manifesting, I've read a few of the books Delaney recommended to me on uh, manifesting. And like I totally just believe in like the power of thought and like um, what you think kind of, what you think is, what, what does Bazi say? think it than you are mm-hmm. yeah so you just got to kind of think it and and believe it kind of how I go by my yeah days. and Clayton was a very natural easy person to kind of like fall into those beliefs as well just because mm-hmm. he is a very positive person yeah. naturally so um there was never any kind of like rift or tension because I know for a lot of people spirituality particularly can be very intimidating and almost like confrontational to their beliefs so there was definitely never anything like that Clayton's very open-minded and he's naturally very positive too so that's like a really strong bond I think that we have in our relationship that we both agree on those types of things and we both believe in them because I think it would be pretty exhausting and hard if he was one of those people that was like, "Mm, none of that's real. Like, can you just like give that up or something like that? And it is very real. It's extremely real. (laughs) I'm here to confirm. I think it and I am it. I know everyone kind of has their own way of doing it. Um, And I think that there's a lot of information out there about like what the right way to manifest is and like how specific you need to get. And I know certain things work for certain people based off of, I mean, I don't know what personally, but I just out of curiosity, like how specific do you get if you, if you want to share that, like say with, you know, goals that you want to manifest into reality, like say, oh, I want 300K followers, like that specific or like, is it more, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I think. I think being specific is amazing Um, and the more specific you are, I think the more focused your energy is on exactly what you want to attract into your life. But I definitely think that there is not necessarily like a right or a wrong way to manifest either. So a really good manifesting book that's pretty like well-rounded in the whole 
idea of it is ask and it is given, which is like a age old manifesting book. It's very famous and it gives you a lot. I think there's like, I want to say there's like maybe 20 something. Yeah. I think it's 22. Actually. Yeah. I think there's 22 like ways of manifesting that they dive into in that book that are all kinds of things. You know, it could be scripting. There's one where you play a game in your head where you say, wouldn't it be nice if, and then you just say all the things that you want to manifest. Like, wouldn't it be nice if I just got a new car? Wouldn't it be nice if I was just really healthy or wouldn't it be nice, you know, things like that. So there's just so many different ways to do it. And I think any kind of positive thinking is going to do something Mm -hmm. good for you. So whether you're saying, you know, I want to wake up at this time tomorrow, get this done and become this successful or whatever. Or if you just wake up and say, good things are coming and good news is on its way, which is very broad. I still think that's going to bring positive things to your life. Okay, now on to the big topic of today's episode. I want to hear all about this new venture that you guys are diving into. So a different layer to your relationship yet again, a new type of business partner. Tell us about your clothing line. Yeah, you, you, you can go. <laughs> you go. Okay. So the, the uh, brand is called Boyd and it is um, mostly Delaney's creative vision with the, the items. And then my help again with all the back end, we call myself the uh, chief operating officer. So I handle all of the, uh, the little tasks and stuff. But Delaney is your... Uh, CEO and creative director, and we're bringing her favorite pieces to life and uh, investing quite a bit of time into it. Yeah. So we're, we're really excited for it. I mean, it's really exciting for us, especially for me, because it is like a lifelong dream being fulfilled to have my own clothing line. I literally used to draw outfits and clothes when I was mm-hmm. little and just imagine myself being a fashion designer and um, it's just crazy how that's really coming to life and it's also really exciting um, from a business perspective as partners for us to kind of go into this venture and we're learning so much and there's a lot of obstacles and challenges and things that we never thought of but I feel like it's really cool for us to grow together and learn about this and I think they're very useful skills to have in the future and it's it's just kind of a fun adventure but obviously when you're on an adventure there's also you know there's there's things that come up there's dragons and (laughs) what happens on an adventure uh, like sinkholes yeah (laughs) it's like mario kart road bumps and banana peels yeah Yeah, banana peels (laughs) everywhere Can you give us an idea of when this might launch? Yeah, so we'll be the first ones to say it. We maybe announced this a little too early, but that's just all, you know, banana peels for us. So uh, we're learning as we go. Uh, originally, we were hoping this side this side of 2020, but we've hit a couple additional banana peels and maybe a sinkhole. So now we're looking at Princess Peach. We're looking at beginning of twenty. <laughs> we're looking at beginning of twenty twenty one. But it's gonna be, you know, it's letting us. It's giving us time to make sure everything is perfect in the way we want it, because you know, putting this to market for the first time, we want it to be something we're one hundred percent behind and one hundred percent we believe in. And launching this side of twenty twenty was 
not gonna it wasn't gonna it wasn't gonna be where we wanted it to be so we we took the we took the blow and you guys are the first ones to hear this by the way yeah exclusive an exclusive this is exclusive (laughs) right here but we're gonna be you know providing more updates in the coming weeks of where we're going where we're heading and when everybody should be expecting we're working hard and it's gonna be worth it um and we're just kind of taking our learning curve with a bit of grace and just understanding, you know, things like this happen and you got to deal with them. And here we are. Yeah. Can you share a bit about the name and the concept behind the brand? And I guess like why these select pieces are like what you wanted to put out to market? The name Boyd comes from the idea that I have some boyish tendencies in my style. Um, So even as I mentioned, when we were in college, like we were both wearing Clayton's clothes. I love men's and boys clothing. I love to just dress, you know, how I feel the most comfortable and confident. And sometimes that just means having like a boyish flair to my look which is a little non-traditional and maybe not for everyone, but it's very genuine to who I am. So that was important to me. So obviously Boyd is just an extension of the idea of dressing boyish. And then as far as the pieces go, they're just some staple items that I find myself wearing all the time. I find them very true to my personal style. They're boyish, clearly. They're comfortable. There's uh, multiple unisex pieces Mm -hmm. in there. So yeah, there's. It's got some like edgy street style flair, um, but it's very wearable and comfortable. And you know, it's just kind of classic pieces to me. But at the same time, something that's always been true to my personal style is that my spectrum has a huge range on how I like to dress. So we are going to have to see where Boyd goes in the future, but there's pretty much no styles that I leave untouched. Untouched, So we will definitely be exploring that in design in the future too. Yeah, there's tons of possibilities for sure. Since your pieces are genderless, let's say, are they available for men and women to to buy? Like, is that the target or is it just for women? Um, Some items. Yes, so not every item is unisex. I would say on this, the first set of items that everybody will be able to get their hands on, it's like 50%, I think. Unisex. Yeah, it's yeah. about half of them are unisex and then the other half are more for women. But I personally already fit in some of the stuff that's yeah, meant for women we, too. So we obviously have no uh, qualms with anyone yeah. who chooses to dress however they choose to dress, you know, not tied to a gender or anything. So our target for some of the pieces are a female audience. um, And then for other pieces, it's unisex. But we are going to celebrate anyone wearing void any way they want to. Yes. No, I love that. I honestly think that introducing just like unisex or genderless items is is key for like any collection, even if it's traditionally like female or male. Like I'm thinking of doing the same thing um for for a piece in my collection as well um like a men's shirt or a no no gender shirt um that's just like extra long because obviously the sizing is different and the grading is different which you guys have probably learned like a man's torso is a lot shorter than a woman's torso etc cetera, etc cetera. but I think it is super important and then also touching on 
how everything's produced. I know you guys are pretty mindful of the environment with your, you know, personal choices and habits with your lifestyle and health and all of that. So did that come into play at all um, with your line and like what's the sort of plan um, for that with your collection? Yeah, so we're ethically and sustainably made in Los Angeles. So we're keeping everything on shore here, um, which has proved to be just another one of those learning curves and and just learning where to get things made is also built into this kind of process. But yeah, so we originally were debating with some lower cost, less sustainable items, but we decided to go kind of with our gut and our heart and went with the sustainable option. And so we're using sustainable materials, then all items are made in Los Angeles. Yeah, so it was definitely important to us just from like an ethos standpoint to have that a part of our brand. And we're really proud of that. And we're really happy about that. It obviously makes things more expensive, but it is um, a price that we're willing to pay for that. But at the same time, we also understand and respect that not every person has the privilege or the socioeconomic status to shop sustainably. So by no means do we like shame anyone for any of their lifestyle choices, including, you know, where they buy their clothes, what they eat, etc. So this is a way that we felt we could make an impact for people who are able and willing to buy sustainably, but we don't uh, shame anyone who's not in that position either. Something that we like to do on the pod is break down assumptions. One assumption that you know we wanted to ask you guys, or if you had this assumption prior to working together, has it been easier or harder working together than you may had thought in the beginning? I would definitely say harder. I mean, We've been working together on this, I mean, since we started blogging for four years, but like adding every different layer just kind of makes it harder and harder because there's more work and more things to talk about. So honestly, I didn't have much of an assumption going in, like it would be easy or hard working together. It's just proved itself to be a little difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously an age-old saying to say, like, don't mix business and pleasure. And I think most people would recommend, like, do not work with your partner, which we understand why people say that and where they're coming from. But at the same time, every relationship is personal to the people who are in it. And I think for our relationship, it actually works much better than it would for a lot of people. Like, it is challenging because we work together, but we always kind of highlight the fact to ourselves that we are really proud of ourselves for the way we communicate and how well we get along considering we spend literally 24 hours a day. Yeah. I mean, like when was the last time we spent an hour apart? Yesterday I ran an errand, but that wasn't even an hour. That probably wasn't even an hour. We we literally just spend so much time together and we don't we've never had that thing where you're just like, wow, I am so annoyed of you. Everything you say is annoying. Like you need to get away from me. I don't want to be Maybe for like 10 minutes. Maybe. But like a lot of couples, it's like they need a lot of space and a yeah. lot of time apart. And we don't have that dynamic. So we're just really proud of ourselves for being able to spend literally basically as much time 
as possible together and, and still working and still communicate in a healthy, productive way 99% of the time. Yeah. Well, I have a question, an assumption question. Give us an assumption about starting this clothing line other than the adventure with the roadblocks that has been proven differently now that you've actually hit the ground running with it. I would just say I assumed that it was like a simpler, easier thing to do, which is probably just true for every single job and industry. Like I probably assume that like a banker's job is way simpler than it actually is. And I know everybody assumes a blogger's job is way easier than it is. So it's kind of just literally getting into anything. Like you don't know what any job is like unless you literally do that job. So you might think it's simple to be a plumber and then you go to do it and you're like, wow, this is freaking complicated. So I just made the obvious assumption of like, oh, it's just like, it's going to be just kind of like streamlined like there's there's going to be no um things i've never heard of or expected like it's just going to be easier and then it was like obviously not true not true at all okay well i think we'll end the episode there thank you guys so much for being on and please plug yourselves in Yes, so you can follow me on instagram at delaney childs and i'm on youtube under the same name TikTok. You can follow me on my blog at thestyledseed.com. And I think that's everywhere I am. Obviously, yeah. um, you can follow along Boyd at shopboyd. And is it boyd.com? Shopboyd.com. Shopboyd.com. <laughs> I should know. <laughs> yeah. And then you can follow me on Instagram at Clay Hendricks. And uh, I'm also new on Like to Know It. So uh, mm. come, come shop my looks. Ooh, fresh. <laughs> Thank you guys for being on the podcast and we will see you next week. We put out new episodes every Wednesday. Bye guys. Bye. Hello, it is Ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.